You're listening to the home of cool, irreverent, and entertaining talk right here on L.A. Talk Radio. You're listening to The Art of Love with your host, Lucia, right here on L.A. Talk Radio. to the art of love my name is lucia i'm your host and a dating and relationship expert and i'm here to entertain educate and enlighten you about love dating and relationships take your live calls answer your emails and speak to authors of books which i find interesting and i am so excited to be doing this show today i'm excited every week but especially today because we're going to talk about a topic that I know has happened to everybody, men and women. And we've all had it happen at least once, some more than once, myself included, unfortunately. And that is why someone disappears out of your life. Yes, I know it's hard to believe that someone would ever disappear from my life, but hey. <laughs> so I am going to bring on a fellow um, dating coach and author. You've probably heard of him, maybe not, but... Uh, his name is Evan Mark Katz, and Evan, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me, Lucia. I appreciate it. Oh, my pleasure, and thanks so much for writing why he disappeared. <laughs> it's my pleasure. <laughs> I, I kind of I had no choice but to write it. It's what women want to know. That's right. Damn it, we want to know. So uh, let me give you a little introduction here. Build as a personal trainer for smart, strong, successful women, the three S's, Dating coach and author Evan Mark Katz has helped singles find love since 2003. He has been on CNN, Tyra, Rachel Ray, MSNBC, The Today Show, and has been featured in numerous publications, including Cosmopolitan, New York Times, The Washington Post, Wall Street Journal, and Time Magazine, and he finally made it to LA Talk Radio. <laughs> Exactly. This is the pinnacle of my career. Yeah, it's about time. So um, now you have a very interesting story. You used to be a player. CNN called you a serial dater, and yet you are now married. So what happened? Uh, what happened is a, is a pretty predictable story. I think uh, it takes two things for a guy who is somewhat of a player to stop playing. Number one, he has to be ready. Um, you can meet a, a really solid guy who you're really attracted to and, and have the beginnings of good relationship. But if he doesn't want the same long-term commitment theoretically that you do, there's nothing that one can do. You could be the perfect woman, and the player doesn't want to stop playing. So A, he's got to want to stop playing, which is what I wanted to do when I reached 35 or so. And B, I found someone who made me want to stop playing because she was, you know, she's just the, the, the greatest person on earth. and you know, I'd be a fool if I <laughs> if I chose to keep playing after meeting her. So uh, it's a confluence of those two events: uh, being ready and then finding the person who makes uh, a long-term commitment worth your while. Right. Okay. So let's get into this. 
Um, why? Now we're going to talk about why men disappear, and then and maybe if we have time at the end, we'll talk a little bit about why women disappear. But uh, I, I actually think, Lucia, women know why they disappear. <laughs> yes, that's why they, they don't, don't need that book. <laughs> no, I, but in case there's a few guys listening, I'm sure, and they want to know why sure. the women. Right, right. We can't Good ignore. Point. We can't ignore the guys. Um, You're right. Right. Okay. So why do men generally disappear after the first date? Um, well, you know, again, it's uh, it's a much longer conversation than we can have here. Right, but obviously. <laughs> I think if you're going to understand why a guy disappears, I think you kind of have to put yourself into a guy's shoes. And I know that you've got a bunch of male listeners, and uh, unlike uh, a lot of women, I don't think men really micromanage the dating process. They're not going to say, oh, my God, I can't believe the shoes she wore. Or, you know, like that, that's not the way guys operate. Uh, it's, it's usually on a much more simplistic level that involves feelings. Obviously, you know, there's the, the attraction factor. But once you get past the attraction, it's how does he feel when he's around you, right? Mm-hmm. Was, it, was, it, was the date fun, playful, flirtatious, easy, right? He, it's, it's, not, it's not just about your credentials as much as did he have a really fun experience with you that incentivizes him to say, I want to do this again. That was great. Mm-hmm. Now, um, you're holding back there, Evan. Now, you also mentioned about women that he doesn't want the woman that's going to be controlling and competitive, et cetera, et cetera. So maybe you can go into that a bit. Well, you know, I, again, I, I, uh, I'm, I'm certainly not holding anything back. Uh, I think what I would say is that we, if we were to be objective about our dating experiences, right? This isn't just our opinions. This is reality. And if 50% of the time you go out with someone, they choose not to ask you out again, you could just say, well, that's life. He's not attracted to me. Or you could say, well, what, if anything, is my responsibility? And so uh, most women want men to be leaders, right? Can we agree on that? Yes, Absolutely. But you want the guy who calls on Sunday night and says, I know a great tapas place, but Saturday night, 9 o'clock, pick you up, dress sexy, I got the rest, right? We like that guy who, right. who makes the plans, who's the leader. The issue happens when the guy makes the plans and the woman says, no, I don't like that. That's too far away. I'm not really comfortable with this. And suddenly, you want him to make the plans, but... He's not allowed to make the plans. Right. And then he says something like, okay, what do you want to do? And that's the question that women hate hearing. Yes. I don't know. What do you want to do? Right? <laughs> so you want him to make the plans, but he's not actually allowed to choose <laughs> without your permission. And so we set up a bit of a contradiction. So if you really want that guy who's the, the confident masculine leader, you have to allow him to lead. Otherwise, you're left with nothing but the guy who says, I don't know. What do you want to do? For right. example, mm-hmm. the nice guy. Right. And yeah, and, and there's nothing wrong with the nice guy per se, as much as you know and I know those nice guys often don't do well with women because they want the leader. So that's the inherent um, dichotomy of being a smart, strong, successful woman and wanting a man who's smarter, stronger, more successful. Mm-hmm. You kind of have to let him be that guy. If you try to tell him how to be, that guy has no tolerance for that. Right. But see, but um, here's the problem. It's like the strong, smart, successful women. Like, you know, 
okay, the alpha male, yeah, he has, we know we have to cater to the male ego, but the women that are the three S's that we mentioned, well, we have a big ego too, and the thing is, we don't want to. Exactly. <laughs> and again, Lucia, you're, you're hitting it, and I'm not, and if you, you know, I know you, you know, you listen to the book, um, I don't really talk about here's right or wrong, I talk about, all right, is this effective or ineffective, right? right. Is this working for you, or is it not? Right. So. It may or may not be fair that the alpha male is allowed to be alpha when the alpha female right, mm-hmm. has that end up working against her. Right. But if you want the alpha male, you can't be more alpha than him. That's not what he's looking for in a partner. But right? So you could say, I want this man, but mm-hmm. if he doesn't want you in return, it's ultimately an ineffective strategy. So, uh, you know, women... If we're going to simplify it, there's obviously a big gray area in this entire thing, but if we're going to simplify it, uh, if you're going to be the boss, you're going to be with a guy who's easygoing and a little more wishy-washy. That's not a bad thing. He's actually a really good fit for your life if you're alpha as a woman. Ew. The guy who lets you have your way. <laughs> Congratulations, you have your way. You can't complain. Okay? But if you want the guy who, who's a little bit more of that kind of cocky, arrogant, have his way, uh. you can't argue with him about everything because that's exhausting for him. So, you know, it, it becomes making a choice, what, deciding what works better for you. Do you want to have your way all the time? There's plenty of guys who will. They'll kiss, kiss your ass all day long, right? Um, yeah, I, I wouldn't call that guy my boyfriend, though. I'd call him my valet. Yeah, but but I'm saying, you wouldn't respect him. So if you want that guy that you respect, mm. you might have to, to, to let, let go of micromanaging and getting your way every time and just kind of go with the flow and have fun and realize it doesn't cost you anything to be easygoing. You can be smart, strong, and successful and still be easygoing. Okay, so there's no in-between guy? Like, we don't want the alpha, but we don't want the nice guy? Is there an middle guy? Well, I mean, c- come on. It's, you know, <laughs> the, 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 no, I mean, it's a good point. I'd like, listen, I'd like to think I, I, I have a bit of those qualities you know, uh-huh. both of those as well. It's not either or. We're really making examples here. Yeah. We're, mm-hmm. we're using paradigms that everybody could recognize. But obviously there's a lot of gray. But you know and I know that if we could patent the nice guy with edge, we'd right. both be very rich. Yes. Well, that's right? what we the need nice to do. The guy with an edge. Yeah. And, and, and unfortunately, there's not too many of them. It's usually one side of the spectrum or the other. It's the guy who's too nice mm. and you don't respect him, or the guy who's such an arrogant jerk that he doesn't listen. Right. I know. Right? So if you could find some, something somewhere in between, I'd do my best as a woman to nurture that relationship, knowing how rare those creatures are. Okay. So you're saying to the women, tone down your masculine energy on the date. So how does one do that? Well, again, I think it's, it's choosing your, your, your battles. Um, I tell a story in that ebook. Literally, this is, this is just interesting timing. Last night, my wife and I were out... Uh, watching The Princess Bride um, Uh in an outdoor movie venue with a bunch of food trucks around. And we ran into someone that I actually wrote about in my e-book. Wow. Um, A woman who was an amazing, amazing first date. Okay. Mm -hmm. And so I tell this story, not to give away everything that's in the e-book, but I tell this story of how I went out with this woman, and it was a first or a second date, and I planned this night and everything was disastrous. Mm. I mean, everything that could go wrong did go wrong. The restaurant I wanted to take her to was closed, and we were walking around the streets, and it was freezing in December, and we finally went to a place in Koreatown. It was, the food was 
kind of disgusting and rubbery. And then I took her to this divey bowling alley with broken video games. And it was like, you know, objectively a bust uh-huh. to date. And she, because she was so cool and easygoing, decided to make the date a great day. So instead of judging me for, for miscalculating, she sort of appreciated the efforts. And we sort of laughed at how ridiculous everything went. But it would be very easy for a woman to say, oh, my God, he planned a date at a restaurant that was closed, and he didn't have a backup plan, and now he chose this bowling alley that really sucks and just kind of died. And you could turn this guy into the biggest jerk on earth. Yeah. Right? But you bring out a better side of your man when you choose to be understanding, knowing that every guy who takes you out, Lucia, Mm. wants to please you. He's there because he wants you to like him, and everything he does, every stupid thing he tries to do, is designed to make you like him more. And if it's backfiring, it's mostly because he's ignorant, not because he's a bad guy. Right. He just doesn't know better. Sometimes the best laid plans do go to waste. Right. So the more cool you are, the more positive that you are around him, the more likely he's going to say, wow, that was amazing. I wasn't even at my best, and she made me feel like a million bucks. And what guy's not going to want to be around a woman who makes him feel like a million bucks? Okay, so then... Instead of making him feel like a schmuck, <laughs> which is what happens when we, when we do stupid things. Yes. Because we're far from perfect. So you have two choices. Make him feel good or make him feel like an ass. And <laughs> half the time, they make us feel like asses. Right. Um, okay, so all right, so then if I understand you correctly, so th- is this how the date would sound? You know, they meet, hi, it's so nice to meet you, blah, blah, blah. Oh, you're so funny, ha, 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 blah, blah, blah. Wow, that's amazing, blah, blah, blah. Oh, I really appreciate a guy, blah, blah, blah. I had a great time, kiss, kiss. Yeah, a, l- a little positive reinforcement. <laughs> uh, you know, no, really, it doesn't ha- you, don't, you don't have to kiss his ass any more than you want him to kiss yours. Okay. But realize that... If a guy calls you on Saturday, calls, you know, gives you a week to plan, keeps in touch with you, chooses the restaurant, picks you up, valet parks the car, right, goes to these great lengths to plan an evening and make sure that he's impressing you, the least you can do is applaud. Right. Right. Okay. Look him in the eye, touch him on the hand, touch him on the knee, ask him questions about his job laugh at his jokes, right? Just tiny little gestures. You don't have to do very much to let him know, yes, you're on the right track, you're doing a good job, and if you're lucky, you may get a little action one day. <laughs> um, okay. And speaking of action, you actually said, imagine you're having sex on the first date. So explain mm-hmm. that. But, well, yeah, that, that said out of context. Right. Sounds <laughs> a little more really. That's true. Not encouraging you to have sex on the first date, absolutely not. <laughs> But what I do say, uh, consistent with the last point, is that if a man is in bed with you, he needs some feedback, right? If he's, if he's you know, working hard, working up a sweat to please you, and you just sort of lie there like, the, like a dead fish, right. <laughs> he's going to wonder what's going on. Right. It's going to be hard for him to keep going, right? That's something that women just sort of know. We you know. don't need me to tell you that. Right. Mm-hmm. Right? Got to give him some sort of reaction, right? Otherwise, he's going to lose momentum. He's going to lose confidence. He's going to lose his erection. <laughs> like, that's what happens right. if you don't let him know he's doing a good job. Right. Same thing on a date. He's performing for you. He's telling stories about himself. He's bragging. He, he's 
taking you to a nice meal. He just wants to show you why he's worthy of you. Okay? Mm -hmm. And if you sort of sit back with your arms folded and like, all right, is that all you got? (laughs) (laughs) It's really hard for him to have any confidence. Mm -hmm. You actually can very much impact the way a guy appears by giving him the positive reinforcement that, yes, sweetie, you're doing a good job. It's a much better dating atmosphere mm-hmm. when you give him that positive reinforcement. So if that's, you know, that was the, the sex metaphor, let him know he's doing a good job. He'll probably do a better job. Right. Right, yeah, because most women, they know they can't just lay there during sex, so you can't just sit there during a date. Yeah, sit there and please me. And a lot of women, you know, uh, because of their frustrations and failures with men, which are real, mm-hmm. I mean, all this stuff about what women can do better, Lucia, to not let men off the hook. Right. This is just not a book for men. Yes. So, you know, understanding that if he's out, he wants to show you a good time, you have a responsibility, just like you do in bed, not just to sit back and say, all right, what is he going to do for me? But how could I be a party to this and make this night more successful and make every guy who goes out with me have a positive experience that, so that he calls me the next day and says, that was amazing, when can I see you again? It costs you nothing to make every guy like you. Right. Um, see, what happened to me one time, you know, because I, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, more into my male masculine energy. And uh, sure. and so um, I was on a date and I knew I had to tone it down. So I was not myself. I was quiet. <laughs> and mm-hmm. I, I didn't talk much. I was demure. I smiled, blah, blah, blah. Listen to what he had to say. And then at the end of the yep. evening, he said, oh, you're so elusive. And then he never called me again. Uh-huh. Yeah, he, he didn't feel any connection with you because... He didn't know you. You you went too Too far far. into that passive feminine energy thing to the point where you were just a mirror. (laughs) Right. You know, he didn't want to just talk to himself. It wasn't just male ego. We really do want equal and opposite partners. Okay? It's when you turn into more masculine than he is that he pulls back. Right. Yeah. That's what happens. You tend to swing totally in the other direction before you can come back and correct it and find the right balance of male-female. Yeah, and, and to, to your point, uh, Lucia, very rarely are uh, women who've got that masculine energy, that go, 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 that I'm, you know, I'm sm- smarter than you and my balls are bigger than yours, <laughs> very rarely are they going to go too far into passive feminine energy anyway. So usually just telling him to soften up a little bit, yeah, right, and listen and let, let him make decisions and make him, feel, make him feel interesting and cute and smart, right, costs you nothing to do that. You'd do the same thing if you had a boss at work. Right, exactly. Right. Yeah, He's not your boss, but it's what keeps you in good relations with him. Okay? If you want that guy. And if you want the guy who, who's going to allow you to be that boss, because it's so important to have that control, there's plenty of them out there. And you have to accept their love the way men choose women who allow them to be that way. Mm-hmm. Right? You can be, like, alpha men often choose beta women who are supposed supporters and nurturers. That's not a bad thing for a woman to have a man who's a supporter and a nurturer. It's just not, a, it's just not the traditional male-female paradigm, but it's a very successful relationship. Yeah. Right? If he's, if he's, if he's the, you know, the, the, the school teacher who uh, is home at three and could drive the kids to and from school when you're out making six figures and slaying dragons, mm-hmm. then it's fine. That's a good relationship. Right. Oh, absolutely. Now, uh, you mentioned emotional connection. So how does one establish an emotional connection on a first date? Um, 
I have a long sort of uh, diatribe that I give to men when I'm going through dating coaching with them. Uh-huh. Since you have a few, few male listeners, I'll you know kind of give a hint of it away. This is all from Dale Carnegie, How to Win Friends and Influence People. Have you, have you read that? Who hasn't? Okay, so again, an amazing book that is really applicable to dating. It's just not a dating book. It was right. written in the 30s, and it's about like insurance sales or something. Right, right. right? Okay, but it really says, here's how you make people like you. And you make people like you by putting away your agenda. Right? What you want doesn't matter. Help the other person get what they want. So if a guy is going to be a really great first date, right, think about how men act on first dates. Right? Once again, the, the poles, the extremes. There's the guy who's really nervous, he thinks you're really beautiful, and thinks you're out of his league. What does he do? He spills the water. Right? Is everything okay? How am I doing? Can, can I buy you a $200 meal even though I might not ever see you again? <laughs> right? Like that guy. Right? And then he talks about himself incessantly. Yes. And he's nervous. He just wants to impress you enough to get a second date, right? Right. The guy who wants to impress you enough to get a second date doesn't get a second date, does he? Right. The reason is he's trying too hard to impress you. Mm-hmm. Okay? See his agenda, his goal, impress Lucia. The byproduct, he doesn't impress you at all. Similarly, the guy on the other end of the spectrum who's so confident, he's the I want to get laid guy. Mm. Okay? Here's another drink. I've known you for five minutes now. I've got my arm around you. (laughs) Let's talk about sex. What's the most interesting place you've done it? And you're like, dude, I just met you five minutes ago. That guy doesn't get laid. Mm -hmm. That's true. Because he's trying too hard to get laid. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. So the more we try to affect something, the less likely we are to get the result. And that's the magic of Dale Carnegie, How to Win Friends and Influence People. So the man who's going to be a great first date is the one who puts his goal aside. I'm not here to impress her. I'm not here to earn a second date. I'm not here to get some action. I'm here to make sure that she gets the kind of date that she wants. So, as we talked about earlier, what kind of date does she want? She wants the guy who makes plans in advance, not texts her on Friday night and says, what are you wearing now? <laughs> she wants the guy who keeps in touch with her all week, email, phone call, text, doesn't just disappear. Mm-hmm. She wants the guy who makes plans, doesn't say, what do you want to do? He makes a decision, mm-hmm. picks up on time, shoes match his belt, right? Mm-hmm. Comes to you, asks you questions, is polite to the waitress, picks up the check, no questions asked maybe knows of another place that's nearby where you can get another couple rounds of drinks, is interested in a long-term rather than a short-term relationship. You can tell that he's sincere and not just a player. Okay? Mm-hmm. Buys you home, gives you a kiss goodnight, says, that was amazing, let's do this again. Calls you the next day to say, that was amazing, let's do this again. Right? That guy has just given you the best date you've had all year because that's what you're looking for. Right. And the guy who does that will accomplish two goals. His original two goals. He will, A, impress you enough to get a second date, and, B, he's going to have a chance of getting laid. <laughs> Just by focusing on what you want. So when we flip the entire thing around, Lucia, yes. all right, how could a woman be a better date to a man? Well, let's think of her agenda. Her agenda, you want to tell me what it is? Marriage. <laughs> Could be, could be, maybe. Just kidding. Um, a boyfriend, a relationship. Yeah. 
Where is this going? Right. What is our future? What's wrong with this guy? Is right. he a player? Is he a commitment phobe? Is he a right. former alcoholic? Is he financially stable? Is he gay? I want to know. I don't want to waste my time. I don't want to get hurt. That's right. So if you go into a date with that agenda, you're no different than the guy who wants to get laid. Oh, okay. Right? You're, you're on a fact-finding mission. Well, yes. guess what? We don't like to go out with fact-finding missions. Uh-huh. We're not here to be interrogated. You're not here to predict <laughs> your future. You're here to have fun. Okay. I'm paying for you. Ask me questions, laugh, let's get to know each other. All this stuff about the future and what's wrong with me, you'll figure out eventually. Uh But if you try to hint about where things are going and, Uh you know, what's wrong with this guy and ask these sort of probing questions because you need answers now, Mm -hmm. it's going to backfire. Uh-oh. So So you've got to put your agenda aside and focus on his agenda just like you want him to do, right? Uh Uh-huh. So his agenda, we talked about impress you enough to get a second date, get some action. Your job is this on a first date. <laughs> Show him that you're impressed and let him know that if he's lucky, he's going to get some action one day. Okay. That's all you have to do to be a good date. It's silly, but it's true. <laughs> and make sure that he doesn't disappear. So then you're saying, so then don't ask questions like, oh, uh, would you, do you think you would ever get married one day? Are your parents still together? How'd you get along with your mother? <laughs> It'll, 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 it'll come out eventually through organic conversation. But the uh-huh. more you try to fast-forward it, just like the guy who wants to fast-forward sex before you're ready, uh-huh. the more it's going to backfire. If you're fast-forwarding commitment, fast-forwarding information, then it's really not first or second date appropriate. Mm-hmm. Right? So- and then he feels squeezed. He's like, oh, God, this is icky. Because I'm not having fun. I'm on an interview. Right. Um- right? So it, this is, you know... The guy who wants to impress you, he has good intention. He has good intentions. Mm-hmm. Doesn't mean he's a bad guy, but you're not going to be attracted to him because he's trying too hard. You might have good intentions of sparing yourself the pain and hurt of the, the magical disappearing guy. Right. But the more you interrogate him to figure out what your future is and get answers now, the more you're going to push him away. Right. Inadvertently. It's a self-fulfilling prophecy. Well said. Thank you. Um, Okay, so now you also said that, you know, guys go by how they feel and that you need to show interest, and if the guy doesn't feel that you're interested, then he might disappear, right? Yeah, I mean, you could you could play it too cool. You just told that story, right? Of you yeah. <laughs> sitting back, right, showing no personality, and then he's like, what, what just Which, happened here? Nothing happened here. I talked to myself all night. <laughs> Um, okay, so then how do you explain the guys where the women were, were not interested in them and yet they, we can't get rid of them? Because this is actually it's the exact same thing that why he disappeared about is about, but in reverse. Uh-huh. Right? That's why she disappeared, <laughs> right? Right. So he was smitten with you because he felt some sort of chemistry, right? Mm-hmm. He really felt that chemistry because you're hot, great. Doesn't mean you think he's hot. It just means he felt chemistry. Right. So the same thing that happens. It's really easy to say when a guy is like, "Dude, just back off." You know, it was a pleasant evening, but I don't feel it. Good luck. It's really easy to say that. Mm-hmm. What happens when he feels the same thing? And you're like, "But I thought we had a connection." Mm-hmm. Same thing. Yeah. No, but I'm I'm trying to say it's like. Sometimes, even though the women don't show that they're interested, the guy doesn't disappear. He actually tries harder. Um, yeah, guys aren't so good at uh, picking up on hints now, are they? Oh. 
right? <laughs> okay. They you know, and so he'll keep on calling you and calling you until you send him an email and say, you know what? It was really, really nice meeting you, Brad. You're a really sweet guy. I just didn't feel the necessary connection to continue seeing you. I'm sure you're going to make some woman very happy one day. Best of luck in your search. Take care, Lucia. Mm. Real straightforward, declarative, classy. No guy can argue with that. Right. Some guy will argue with that yes. and he'll keep on stalking yes. you, but eventually they'll burn themselves out. Right. Okay. Then, all right, then moving along, you said something very interesting, which I think women need to realize, and that is that what he says and what he feels has no correlation, and the only thing that matters is how quickly he followed up to see you again. Yeah, and again, this isn't a matter of my opinion. Look at your life. Mm-hmm. All right? You could have an amazing first date where you're making out in the back of the car, and then he never calls you again. So what does that tell you? Apparently, that making out in the car doesn't mean very much to him. <laughs> right. It just means at that moment, he was attracted to you, and he hadn't really considered whether he wants a relationship or anything like that. All right. right. And so it's really easy to say that that's, that's, you know, that's BS and that's unfair. And sure, that's BS and it's unfair. It doesn't change the fact that it happens all the time. Yeah, I mean, I... So our job is not, our job is not really to, to say men are unfair. Okay, we agree. Men are unfair. Right. It's mm-hmm. our job to understand, okay, if 50% of the time the guy who seems like an amazing first date doesn't follow up for a second date, don't put too much emphasis on the first date. Put your emphasis on how quickly he says, I want to see you again. Mm-hmm. You can have an amazing first date, but if he doesn't call you for a week, he's useless. Right. The guy you want calls you the next day to say, that was amazing, when can I see you again? And if you look at all the boyfriends in your past, that's what they did. Mm-hmm. They were not the guys who waited a week to call you. Right. And so then also, yeah. w- women shouldn't la- let phrases, um, that th- things that guys say get to them, such as, oh, um, do you think you would ever, uh, do you think I could be someone that you would ever get married to, or things like that, because guys just say that just because they feel like saying that. I think it's really easy to ascribe greater meaning to yeah. people's words. Right. But I think people are very much in the moment. Just use an example. We, and it happens more with women than with men. So it's not, it's not just one gender, but because we're really talking to women here. Let's, let's sort of dissect that. A couple uh, says we love each other. Um, we will be together till death do us part. We get married. Okay? Mm-hmm. Five years later, one or the other person hates the other person, wants a divorce. Now, theoretically, that, you know, the other person who doesn't want the divorce can say, but you said that you loved me. You said that it was death till death do you part. I don't understand. How can you tell me that you love me and you never want to leave me and now change your mind? Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Isn't that a silly thing to say? <laughs> right. right. Because things change. Circumstances change. And words don't mean as much. So even if he tells you at one point in time, the first passionate month, when you're both all caught up in each other, mm. You've never felt like this before. <laughs> if, you know, three weeks later he hasn't called you, right. who cares if he hasn't felt like it before? Right, right. right? He's, a, he's a terrible boyfriend if he's not calling you, and you're better off without him. Right. right? But the pain comes from trying to make sense of it and yes. trying to, uh, you know, make him feel what he did in those first few, few irrational weeks before you even knew each other. Holding on to those feelings is really, really dangerous. And that's a big part, Lucia, of what Why He Disappeared is about. And mm-hmm. I hope that's what you got from the book, too. 
mm-hmm. is really putting to rest those painful disappearing men in the past mm-hmm. and get over them and find a healthier relationship. It's not just understanding how to be a better first date. Right. It's really about killing the image of that mystical disappearing guy who really, really, really sucks. That's right. Let's bury him <laughs> once and for all. Now, um, most women, you know, have had a man or several men disappear, and now they have what I call post-traumatic dating disorder. So how are they supposed to trust that a guy they're currently seeing or the next guy isn't going to disappear? That's a great question, and I like your terminology. Well, too. thank you. <laughs> um, uh, and it's very real. Again, this isn't something that you're making up. No. I would just... You know, I would just really approach it from a very, very logical place, not an emotional place. And again, that's, you know, that, that very logical place is, is a little bit masculine, and you, you need to, to tap into that to, to kill that emotion. So let's just look at it objectively. If your new guy had his wife take him for half of his money, okay, mm-hmm. verbally abuse him, Steal his children away so he doesn't even get custody. Okay? Mm-hmm. Does that have anything to do with you? <laughs> no. So, would you want him to be wary and mistrustful of you? Would you want him to ask a whole bunch of questions to see if you were just like his ex? Would you want to be interrogated as if you should pay for the crimes of one crazy woman? Um, of course not. No. But at the same time, I would understand why he was doing it. Perfect. All right. well, understanding is, is paramount, but each new person has nothing to do with the last person. Right? And I, think, I don't know if I say that in the book. It's something I say yeah, to my do. clients all you the do. time as a dating coach. Right? The next guy has nothing to do with the last guy. Right? It, it, it's an independent roll of the dice. You could roll a six now, and the next time you roll the dice, it'll be a two. Or it might be a six. You don't know. Mm-hmm. And so trying to... To protect yourself from the next guy being the, you know, the same as the last guy just means hopefully learning from your decisions and, and making different decisions. But nothing is foolproof. And I use the story of my own wife all the time. Uh, and I dated her for, I don't know, 14 months mm-hmm. um, before I proposed. Now, that's a pretty early proposal mm-hmm. because she was 38. We want to have a family, and so I wasn't waiting around. Mm-hmm. Okay? But if I had broken up with my wife and said... Uh, yeah, this is amazing. This has been a really awesome relationship, but I'm not, I, I, I don't want to have to get married and have kids in the next year. Mm-hmm. Right? If I made that choice, I chose to dump her for a, a 28-year-old instead of a 38-year-old. Mm-hmm. Would my wife have made a mistake by investing 14 months in me? No. The only way I could potentially have proposed to her, which I did, was by investing 14 months in me. Mm-hmm. And if she wanted to know, after two months, are you the guy? Are you going to propose to me? Are we going to have children? <laughs> right? mm-hmm. I didn't have that answer mm-hmm. yet. I, it, it took me 14 months to get to that answer. So you're not wrong for having the insecurity or the anxiety or wanting to know the answer. It's that you can't ask him for the answer to a question that he doesn't know himself. Right. Okay. Very well said. 
Um, and then moving on here, and there's lots of things I want to ask you. Um, you said I don't want to use up the entire book. Exactly. read it. <laughs> oh, don't worry. Trust me, they'll they'll want to read it after this. Don't worry, we're not going to talk about everything. Um, no, it's okay. I'm 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 enjoying the conversation. Yeah, me too. Absolutely. Uh, I love speaking to a fellow, you know, dating coach because we we understand each other. Um, sure. Now you said something which I totally agree with, which I tell my female clients all the time. And you said that being proactive doesn't work for women. So explain that. Well, you know, I think uh, I think there's the temptation to say, you know, here's what you know, here's what makes me successful in life. This is just the way I am. When I go to work, I'm the person who gets stuff done. All right. Um, I always need to ask permission. Um, I'm just going to 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 do everything in my power to make this project a success. And that's a great quality to have. Um, it's a great way to live life. The issue is that it's largely ineffective when it comes to men. Okay? Mm-hmm. Not that it's wrong, just ineffective. If, you, if he takes you out on an amazing date, all you have to do is be an appreciative date and say at the end of that first date, I had an amazing time. Thank you. If he likes you, what's he going to do? He's going to call you. You don't have to do anything beyond that. And when you do do something, I had an amazing time. You send him a text the next day. That was an amazing date. Thank you so much. Okay? Mm-hmm. Or, I know, of, I, I know of this great tapas restaurant on your side of town. Want to go next Saturday night? You're now taking his job away from him. He's the man. He has to pursue you. He has to win you over. And once you let him know that he's already won you because you're asking him out and telling him how great he is, he has very little incentive to keep on going, winning you over. It's too easy. So that's the part of men like a challenge that's real, not a challenge where you have to be a bitch to him, not a challenge where you refuse to return his phone call. Right, right. Just don't do anything in terms of chasing him down. Let him pursue you and make it worth his while to pursue you. Always make him feel great about his efforts to you. Just don't make any efforts towards him until he's yours, until you're a couple. Just receive, don't give, at the beginning. Right. Uh, yeah, because I get a lot... I mean, it doesn't come naturally. I mean, just, you I know. know. You, you, you want to see him, you call him. Just not a bad thing, just not effective. He needs to know you're worth it. If he has to work hard to win you over, right, it's going to be effective. I literally, my wife didn't call me for the entire time we were dating. Good for her. Right, not because she was a game player, but because she trained me. Uh-huh. When we were a couple, she said... Evan, I know you're really crazy busy at work and you get really into your projects and all that kind of stuff. And it's true. I don't like to talk to anybody during the day. Mm-hmm. Right? You're going to call me or text me. I don't even want to hear from her. But she says, because we're in a relationship and you know, I'm not going to see you every day, I just want to hear your voice. So before you go to sleep, give me a call. Right? Even if it's 20 seconds just to say goodnight, I want to hear from you every day. Can you do that for me? Well, of course. She's my girlfriend. I want to make her happy. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'll do that. So as a result, the only time I ever talked to her is when I called her. And because she told me to call her every day, called her every day. She got what she wants. I got what I wanted. So what 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 should, should a woman say to a guy when he said when she doesn't call she never calls him but he goes oh how come you never call me? Um, you have my number. <laughs> if you want to see me, I'm very reachable. If you want to see me on Saturday night, you probably have to get me about about six days in advance. <laughs> Yeah, because I do that whole not calling thing, but then the guy always catches on and he goes, you never call me, you have to call me. <laughs> yeah, 
sorry. You know girls don't call boy, boys first. Uh-huh. Right? <laughs> <laughs> not the whole thing. But you're, you're essentially going to say, I, I do like you, and if you want to see me, I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing you. I enjoyed our time together. Right, right. You're, you're keeping the door open. You're laying out the red carpet. You're just not going out in the street and dragging him in. <laughs> or you could say, oh, I, but I get so much turned on when you call me instead. Whatever. Yeah, really, again, this is, you could tap into your, your feminine energy, but it is very receptive. It's just letting him know that you're open to more interaction with him. You're open to more dates. You're open to more physical. You're open to everything, but you have to, he has to make the effort. Unfortunately, there's some guys who are really backwards. There are guys who are really feminine. There are guys who've got no confidence. And then there's these weird laid-back California guys mm. who wouldn't know if you, you know, you, you branded them with a catalog. <laughs> All right. Let's... Uh, they, they take laid-back to, like, a new definition of, like, dead. Right. But most guys, the ones that you want, if they like you, they don't need a roadmap. They'll call you. Right. And exactly. if you have to draw them a roadmap... They might not be the right guy. Exactly. Yes. Okay. Moving on to sex. So you. I, I, I don't. I know nothing about that. <laughs> you okay. I'll try to. I'll try to teach you here. Um, okay. Now you said that men won't wait for sex, but I disagree. So argue your point there. Um, you, you, you're, you're quoting me out of context to my face. As so usual. at least I have the opportunity to uh, <laughs> to uh, redeem rebuttal. My... Yes. Men, uh, men absolutely will wait for sex to some degree, mm-hmm. um, but but understand that this is a this is a, a, a partnership, and it's not just about what he wants or just about what you want. It's about finding that overlapping ground that keeps both parties happy. So, um, if you try to test a guy, follow that Steve Harvey, you know, ninety days. Uh, yeah, that's going to backfire on you. I mean. It's just going to backfire. Why? It's, well, it's well-intentioned. Mm-hmm. He respects me. He'll wait 90 days. Right. right? I can understand why a woman would, would do that, especially if she slept with men and had the men disappear. Right. That, there's a logical conclusion that one can draw. The problem is, in practice, that thing backfires. Mm. Because there are many women who are not going to make a guy wait 90 days. Mm-hmm. Women who are perfectly <laughs> healthy sexually mm-hmm. and have a good on their shoulders. Right? And he's going to determine, well, between the woman I like who is making me <laughs> wait three months for sex uh-huh. and the woman who is treating me like I'm an attractive human being and flirting with me and hooking up, not having intercourse, I'm more involved with the one who makes me feel attractive and masculine and sexy than the one who makes me feel like I'm in fourth grade. But see, the 90, it's not, and it's, I'm, I don't, yeah, I don't agree with the uh, arbitrary numbers. Like, you can't say 90 days or 60 days or 120, but it's about finding out who you're dealing with. Because at the beginning, of course, you don't know, and you want to get over that initial honeymoon phase and see who you're really dealing with to see if you want to even sleep with this person, because you don't want to have you're another. Absolutely, you're absolutely right. right, which is why the, the, the actual advice I gave and why he dis- disappeared says, don't sleep with any guy until you know he's your boyfriend. And you might know he's your boyfriend in, in three days. Sometimes guys are that into you, right? Yeah, but that's still too as soon. As long as you know he's not going on Match.com after he, go, after he slept with you. Right. 
Okay, so how then how do you let a guy know that you're not that you're not willing to have sex unless there is sexual exclusivity? Very, very simple. When you're back at his place and it's all hot and heavy and clothes are starting to come off and he says, Do you want to? <laughs> you say you say, Yes, I would love to. Except I don't sleep with guys unless I know that I'm the only one who's sleeping with them. Mm-hmm. And since we just met and we're not there yet, we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. In the meantime, there's a lot of other fun stuff we could do without having sex, right? Mm. And not like a we-need-to-talk conversation. It's just right. a very simple conversation that lets him know, yes, you very much want to have sex with him. Yes, you're very attracted to him, okay? Positive mm-hmm. reinforcement. Mm-hmm. You're not rejecting him. You're just saying, I value myself enough that I don't sleep with guys who are sleeping with other people. Every guy in the world can understand that. Mm. Okay. Right? And if he bails, guess what? That guy didn't want to be your boyfriend. He just wanted to sleep with you. You saved yourself a lot of trouble. Right. Okay? More likely, he's going to say, aha, okay, so now I have to decide whether I want her as my girlfriend or not. And the ball is now in his court. Right? Mm-hmm. You've done nothing. You didn't say, I need you to be my boyfriend now. Commit to me. Submit to my will. <laughs> you just said, hey, I'm, I think you're attractive. We could, we could fool around. We could have some fun. But I reserve sex for guys who are my boyfriend, and mm. if and when we cross that bridge, then you'll know. And, he, and who knows, the next time you get together, he might say, yeah, let's give this relationship a shot. And most guys are not going to lie to your face. Okay, I was going to ask. Say that they're a boyfriend. <laughs> who orders, they really, really won't, because they don't want the trouble. Yeah. It, right? They yeah. would sooner say, okay, I can't just sleep with her and leave. Mm-hmm. Got it. I'm going to go find someone else. Right. Right? So it protects you. It, it's, it's, it's almost foolproof. Yeah, absolutely. Um, now, do you think it's weird to allow a guy to date other women but require sexual exclusivity? I'm not sure I understand. <laughs> I knew you weren't going to. Like, It's like, I mean, you know, maybe the guy isn't ready to be your boyfriend, but he's, he'll, he'll agree to only sleeping with you, yet he may want to still date does that make sense? Yeah, no, that's, that's not going to work. That's not going to work? <laughs> I mean, it, it, it'll work if you want a booty call. Okay. I mean, you could, you could have, you, he could be like, yeah, you're the person I'm sleeping with now, and I'm going to keep on dating other people, and if I find someone I like better, then I'm going to go with her. Ah, uh, okay. But it doesn't really protect you from anything. Right. Okay, so then if he... So had... I, think, I think you could really understand guys, you know, want to sleep with everything that walks. We know, we know, we heard. Right? Right? And so w- w- there, there doesn't have to be any relationship involved for him. But if you insist that, hey, if we're going to do this, I want to know that it's just us, it's, it's not, no guy could argue with that. And if he says, yeah, I don't, you know, I don't get into a community relationship until I test drive the merchandise. Yeah. The crap that, okay, fine. We could mess around. You could get a good sense of what's in store for you, but I'm not going to sleep with a guy who's going to go look up another woman on Plenty of Fish when he gets home. (laughs) And it's pretty pretty much, you have to have the guts to to, to say that, not in like a chastising way, not like you're trying to lock him in for marriage. Mm. Just, I respect myself enough that I'm not going to put myself through that. And again, guys get it. Mm -hmm. And a lot of them are going to run when you tell them that. Perfect. Right. You just saved yourself heartbreak. Absolutely. Let, let them run. Yeah, and then also the thing I always say is that um, their actions need to match their words, and there needs to be continuity. 
mm-hmm. in order for me to consider sleeping with them. Mm-hmm. Because otherwise, you know, what's the point if they say, yeah, I'll be your boyfriend, but then if your actions don't match your words, like, who cares? Exactly. Um, and okay, so we promised the guys that we would tell them why women disappear. I know it'll be a short list, so uh, go ahead. <laughs> no, not a short list at all. <laughs> I, when I was writing my first book called I Can't Believe I'm Buying This Book in 2003, uh-huh. uh, I asked a girlfriend of mine to make me a list of why women wouldn't go out with a guy after a first date. She gave me a list of 300 reasons. Damn. <laughs> Men should be very, very paranoid because women will dissect the hell out of you. <laughs> right? So there's a lot of reasons that women disappear from first dates. Most of them you don't even have a clue about. Mm-hmm. So instead of me telling them, why don't you tell them why women disappear? Oh, um, you know, if I don't like their shoes, <laughs> if their dress kind of funky, um, obviously if, they, if, if um, you know, if they don't smell you know, clean, um, if they talk too much about themselves, if they, if they seem like a player, if they seem like they're not ready for a relationship, if they're immature, if they don't have manners, if they swear, if they do drugs. Do you want to continue? Uh, again, my point is there's a lot of reasons that women don't come back after a first date. <laughs> point. You had a great list on the, on the, on the, on the audio. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think it's very, it's very, very simple to uh, talk about why women, uh, why men disappeared. It's just men are less likely to, to even go out and, and purchase a, a why she disappeared book. Um, to, to, to their own discredit. And again, I'm a guy, and I don't mean to betray the brotherhood, but women want to understand men. Why do they do what they do? Right. Men care about understanding women as much. Well, I think how, it's how do I get how do I get her in bed? How do I get her to like me? What do I say? It's this very sort of simplistic. How do I get from point A to point B? Yeah. Rather than how do I understand the entire system? Yeah, although I think it's changing that more and more men are becoming interested in why women behave the way they do. Don't you think? Sure. And I think they will do. They will do a, the ones who do will do a lot better. Right. Right, and the ones who do well with women, which is why I, you know, I really, really endorse. It's a, it's the best way I can endorse why he disappeared to women. Um, is let's imagine a world in which men understood you. Isn't that a wonderful fictional world? Mm-hmm. He really understands why you do what you do, mm-hmm. and why you want him to be uh, a leader, but not domineering. Right? right, and how he could have opinions without being a selfish jerk and how you want to be listened to and understood and protected, but not condescended to. We could go on and on and on with what women really, really want. But imagine a world in which every man understood. Mm. Now, I can't make that world happen. No, it's not going (laughs) to happen. It's not happening. I can't make make it happen. What I can do is create a world in which women understand men. Right. What a better world that would be. And my intimation, the whole concept behind why he disappeared, is that I think there's a lot of amazing women out there who don't fully understand men the way men don't fully understand women. Mm-hmm. And a nice part about this little 133-page ebook, two-hour audio, is that you can really, really understand a lot about why guys what they do, do what they do, and get along with them and connect with them a lot better, the same way men would connect with you better if they understood you. 
Well said. And by the half, and by the way, it's a two and a half hour audio. <laughs> I had to sit there and listen okay. to it, <laughs> which right. I love doing. But yes, absolutely. And actually, you have a special promotion. The link is already up on my page on LA Talk Radio. So just go to the Art of Love on LA Talk Radio, and you can get the promotion, which ends tonight, Evan. Yeah, um, latalkradio.com forward slash lucia.php. If you go down to the uh, uh, Listen on Demand thing, there's a link to why he disappeared. And um, we're in the last day of a special summer promotion I'm doing. I've got $500 worth of bonuses. So it's not just the Why He Disappeared ebook and audio. It's uh, three hour-long interviews, audio, video. There's a, there's a $100 product from, from a friend of mine about having greater self-confidence, access to teleseminars, why he disappeared online, ebook and audio. So we're giving all this other stuff away if you get why he disappeared right now. And that's good through the end of the evening, tonight, Sunday, August 22nd. So uh, if you're going to do it, this is the time to do it. That's right. You have till midnight. <laughs> that is correct. Midnight yeah. Pacific time for uh, any East Coast people who are listening. Right, right, right. Well, we've come to the end of the show. It's been wonderful. Thank you so much for being on. Thank you for having me. You're, you're, uh, if you conduct all your dates like this, Lucia, you make your men feel very important. Well, thank you. I've learned to become that way. <laughs> <laughs> A lot of practice. Uh, all right. Well, I'll have to have you back on, I'm sure, in the future. So thanks again for being on. I look forward to it. And, uh, again, thank, thank you for indulging me with my theories. And I genuinely hope that the women and men who listen today uh, got something tangible out of it. I'm sure they absolutely did. Okay, take care, Evan. You too. Bye. Bye. All right. It's time for me to hit the road, Jack. <laughs> uh, and, uh, of course, my newsletter is at theartoflove.net. Sign up for that. It is free, of course. Um, I have an ebook too, Lucia's Lessons of Love, and that uh, is available at lessonsoflove.net. You can read an excerpt on that. And finally, until next time, remember that love inspires, empowers, uplifts, and enlightens. You're listening to The Art of Love with your host, Lucia, right here on L.A. Talk Radio.